Good morning and welcome to Today in Education. We have got some catching up to do, guys. I apologize. I also apologize if you can hear those beautiful creatures outside making those beautiful, beautiful sounds of nature. Um, next week, I'm leaving for a week as part of an internship I'm doing over the summer with the Missouri Baptist Convention. And so this week has been crazy just trying to prepare for that and do other things related to that internship. Um, just priorities, you know. Uh, I want to talk to you guys. I want to be able to run this efficiently and consistently. But sometimes other things have to come first. So we have a handful of articles to talk about today as we catch up. The first is from InsideHigherEd.com, titled Unequal Higher Education. Now, large gaps separate the haves and have-nots in American higher education, whether talking about students, instructors, or institutions. A new book, Unequal Higher Education, Wealth Status, and Student Opportunity, focuses on these gaps and their impact on students. The authors are Barrett J. Taylor, Associate Professor of Higher Ed at the University of North Texas, and Brendan Cantwell, Associate Professor of Higher Adult and Lifelong Education at Michigan State University, and they responded via email to questions about their book. So the article itself is an interview with the authors conducted via, via email. And much attention in the last year is focused on the wealth of the wealthiest universities. Think of the endowment tax or the gift to Johns Hopkins University or the, uh, the scandal earlier this year about uh, admissions into some of the wealthiest universities in America. Oh, my goodness. So we think targeted reinvestment by the states into institutions that serve a racially diverse group of students is the best approach to ease inequality. That's the main statement of the two authors of this new book. In response to the question, I just included this because I thought it was interesting, uh, the public appears outraged by the admissions scandal, which shows just how many advantages, even illegal advantages, that wealthy families have. Do you think this fur will lead to real change? Um, the response they gave was probably not. Outrage over the admissions scandal is understandable, especially when the rich and powerful seem to hold a sense of absolute entitlement and total disdain for the rest of us. Now, this is ideological and um, getting a little bit polarizing, so I want you to know that I'm just quoting the authors of this book. I'm not giving my thoughts on it yet. And the scandal maps well onto a wide range of political priors. If you are a right-wing populist, it's an example of coastal elites rigging the system. If you are a technocratically oriented centrist, it's an example of a broken admission system. If you are a progressive, it's an example of the privileged exploiting the trappings of meritocracy to consolidate their advantage. Each of these positions makes a claim about how to ration a few highly desirable seats that are unattainable to the vast majority of students. The analyses we, the authors, present in unequal higher education suggests change. We think it is simpler, more just, and more adequate to the needs of a growing population of college-going students to increase the number of desirable seats by reinvesting in the institutions whose doors are already open to just about every student in the country, meaning um, community colleges and more accessible universities, instead of just focusing uh, the vast majority of financial resources and public attention on the Ivy League schools. Now, the second article we're looking at is how the education department is proposing to ease rules of accreditation. This comes from the Chronicle. Um, basically, the federal education department is proposing to give accreditors more flexibility in approving new kinds of academic programs and to allow troubled colleges more time to meet standards, which could be helpful in the same battle the authors we just discussed are talking about. The third article we're looking at comes from Forbes. It's the work of ecosystem enablers spreading innovation in K-12 education. 
Now, there are over 132,000 schools in the United States, and most of them continue to operate pretty much as they did 150 years ago. While many experts are increasingly vocal about the mismatch between our prevalent set-and-get industrialized model of schooling and the agile dynamic skills the global digital economy is hungry for, only a small percentage of schools have embraced the core institutional redesign needed to enable graduates to thrive in the changing world. Um, this article discusses why this is the case and how we can accelerate the process of change necessary to cope. Now for innovation to spread and scale, we must create ways for latent demand to become viable demand. We must democratize opportunities for all schools to participate in a redesign, not just those that have the luxury of doing so because they have larger budgets and can hire additional staff to take on the work. This entails creating efficiencies to enable local redesign. So we can expect that a very small percentage of the nation's school communities will become designers of model components, while a much greater number will design with model components that have already been created and initiated by the flagship schools. The school redesign sector, which currently comprises fewer than a hundred, excuse me, is currently comprised of fewer than a hundred organizations and funders, needs to activate networks to spread innovation school redesign as a less risky new normal. They need to develop streamlined, efficient products and processes supported through dem democratizing technological delivery channels so that more communities are able to undertake an inclusive design journey to reimagine schooling to better meet the needs of the graduates they're launching into our rapidly shifting economy. Now, the last article that we are looking at today, let me double check. Oh, nope, nope, two more. Can you tell I've been too busy for this? Massachusetts parents will sue state over education funding formula. Now, a group of parents are suing Massachusetts education officials to try to force the state to revamp its education funding formula. In 2015, a report by a state commission found that Massachusetts funding formula underfunds the actual cost of education by around $1 billion per year. The governor and House and Senate leaders have all committed to revamping the funding formula through legislation this year, but it remains to be seen if they can agree on the details. And in down in Texas, quite a ways away from Massachusetts, a rewrite of sex education standards could include lessons on contraception and gender identity. Now, abstinence has long been the backbone of sex education in Texas, but the summer state officials are suggesting teachers should also be having conversations with children about contraceptives, sexual and gender identity, and how to just say no. Texas has the fourth highest teen pregnancy rate in the nation, with above average numbers of students reporting they have sex without condoms and engage in other risky behaviors. In light of those realities, Texas Education Commissioner Mike Morath is recommending students begin learning about reproductive and sexual health in age-appropriate ways as early as kindergarten and understand sexual risk avoidance by the end of middle school. This is a, a bit of a controversial issue, and I think that suggesting that sexual education in some form begin in kindergarten is a very polarizing claim, but I think that making such strong claims can ease us towards a more reasonable uh, compromise, a happier medium between that and completely abstinence-based education. So we'll see how that goes. Let me know what you guys think about that and all the other stuff we've gotten to look at today. Um, hopefully things will be more consistent over the next few days. And I don't know what next week is going to look like. I guess we'll find out together, huh? You guys have a wonderful day. Keep on learning.